well, I wish we were coming to you under better circumstances, but here we are. This is a special COVID-19 edition of Glass City Game Time, brought to you by The Blade, one of America's great newspapers. Still, my name is Corey Christen. Thank you so much for joining us and listening on a late week edition of the podcast. Joining me today, fresh from a brief tour stop in Cleveland, to my left, Blade Sports columnist David Briggs. Hello. Hello. Blade Sports writer Brian Bucky. Hello. Hello. Phil Kaplan to my right, technical producer. Hey, Corey. Hi, Phil. So, a lot has gone on over the last, I would say, 72 hours, given the, again, circumstance of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 outbreak that has unfortunately swept the nation and now has affected the sports world in a great deal. It all started basically Wednesday night when uh, the NBA and Utah Jazz Center Rudy Gobert, he tested positive for COVID-19. The NBA did not wait. They said, you know what? Suspend. Let's hang it up for now. Let this whole thing and, and protect the fans, protect the players, protect personnel. So on Thursday, gentlemen, everything, the grease hit the pan on Thursday. We saw leagues, tournaments, conferences, NCAA, high school, pro, everybody basically said suspend or cancel. And David and Brian, you two were in Cleveland for the MAC basketball tournament, men's and women's for that matter. And we'll talk about this later on here in this recording because there's a ton of what-ifs that could come with this. David, I'll start with you. And the scene on Thursday around noon, we got the press conference that both men's and women's tournaments were going to be done. And, uh, it just, you know, it doesn't feel like March without the madness. It's almost like a December without a Christmas. Yeah. No, it doesn't it doesn't feel real and it it kind of feels like we're we're just kind of living in a terrifying medical thriller that's unfolding in slow motion. It's, you know, from Tuesday where the they announced the games would be played in empty arenas to Wednesday and and Thursday, but you're right. Thursday was the day the sports world just completely stopped and you know, as the Toledo and, and Bowling Green basketball players we talk to, or to coaches, you know, it, it just doesn't feel real on a lot of levels. Um, but, of course, it was the, although I guess there's still some people debating the uh, the wisdom of the medical officials, but I think at this point, of course, it is safe to say that the absolutely right call was made. You know how these infectious diseases spread, and kind of looking out for the society at large is certainly willing to make this sacrifice and uh, and give credit to the sports world. I know people have have kind of criticized the some of these conferences for being late to respond, but if you look at the society and culture as a whole, the sports leagues were were the ones who who took the earliest big hits on the chin for this greater good. And then now we've kind of since seen schools closing and and maybe you know church gatherings, just pretty much everything. But while the sports leagues were a little bit delayed in some ways, I do think credit should be given to them for being on the forefront of this to you know, help our society going forward. And the sports world took diligence and steps. You saw it start with arenas and facilities start to first limit the fan experience to just allow the important personnel, quote-unquote, the, the team officials, the families of the players, the coaching staffs, radio, media, but... Brian, right around noon on Thursday, again, we had the press conference that the MAC tournaments were going to be canceled, and you got to speak with a number of Toledo men's and women's players and coaches, and obviously they're disappointed that they were both rolling, too. That's the thing. They're disappointed, obviously, that 
Uh, they have to go home now, and there's no more tournament. But, you know, exactly what were those interactions like that you had with some of those players and, you know, Coach Kowalczyk and Coach Cullip? Yeah, um, first of all, on Wednesday, you know, the women picked up a big win over number one seed, you know, Central Michigan. Um, it was kind of a bizarre scene. that It wasn't as as silent as an arena as I thought it might be, but with, you know, close friends and family there. But um, it was it was a different atmosphere uh, for sure. And then, you know, getting ready on, on Thursday, I think the first game was they were starting to warm up Ohio men against Akron. Um, and then they got, I think they got called back, and we learned that there was a press conference. And then, you know, from there it was that they had they had canceled the tournament. So, back to your question about the coaches, um, they were obviously disappointed, and you know, for their players, um, every player in the country has to deal with the same thing, and it's just it's it's unfortunate. But um, I think the right decisions um, definitely were made. So. Um, it's a little bit of a what if, as you kind of alluded to before, but um, it's just part of the reality right now. I think it made sense too, as Briggs said. There was a lot of organizations and even government officials stepping up and just shutting basically everything down. Right around 1 p.m. on Thursday, we heard that the OHSAA was postponing all winter and all spring sporting events, basically. I think for high school athletes, that's the correct move, 100%. For all athletes, in in the long run, it's the correct move. But to go right there and put the foot on the gas pedal and say, you know what, we're just going to go full stop, kind of an oxymoron there, but we're going to go full stop on the whole high school championship season. And it does leave, I think that's going to be the general consensus among local thinkers, national thinkers, is what if. There's so many what ifs within the sports calendar. Briggs, I know you're going to, draft something up here within the next couple of days on those what-ifs, and we could see that with a number of high school teams that were going to play basketball tournaments, uh, maybe wrestlers. We could see that on the college level with UT. Uh, there's a ton of them that are going around the sports world right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting and, and maybe sad, too, to obviously, you know, as, as trivial as sports are in the grand scheme, you know, usually they're the, the things that kind of provide the refuge and escape during these times of national crisis. And now the, the real world and the sports world are, are one and the same. And so we've never really had a situation like this in modern times. So yeah, just kind of looking forward, just kind of at the, maybe the best local stories that we won't be able to tell this spring and, and the rest of the winter. And it's a bit of a hypothetical, but you know, your heart especially breaks for some of these high school teams on these magical once in a lifetime runs like the, the Napoleon girls. And, you know, they had a great chance to win the state championship and they would have had thousands of, of fans from Napoleon caravanning down to Columbus. It would have been an awesome scene. It's truly a once in a lifetime moment for a community like that. And, and evergreen boys, you know, everybody in that area, would have been down there it would have been an awesome scene um i think they were one game away from state i should say but and then just across all these sports you know hockey and and wrestling you know rest even wrestling the saturday night finals i think it's sunday now but you know it's a packed house and when there's when there's a four-time state champion you know the whole arena stands on their feet and gives them a standing ovation and i'm not even a huge wrestling fan but you still get chills i mean these are these these lifetime moments these kids won't get to experience but again it's it's for the greater good but certainly from college to you know toledo and bowling green and to nationally or i guess statewide you know teams like dayton basketball who or, you know, you feel for feel for them, especially, um, you know, San Diego State and some of these other mid-major teams that could have made real runs in a wide-open March Madness tournament. 
and uh, and I, I don't know what will happen in pros. Certainly don't feel uh, certainly don't feel as bad for anyone in that realm. But yeah, it's 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 really just uncharted waters going forward. Yeah, and then Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball announcing they're going to push back opening days. Yeah, so Major League Baseball was the first to kind of act and uh, push back the start of the um, regular season and, you know, stop spring training games. Um, and then Minor League Baseball was next to follow and the and the Mud Hens followed in there or were in accordance with, you know, their release. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a little bit disappointing for baseball fans around the area. You know, opening day is a huge event here in Toledo, and it's kind of up in the air now. A Toledo holiday. It is, A holiday, yeah. even. And it's like that in a lot of in a lot of cities. So, the you know, the major league delay will, you know, affect, you know, Cleveland and Cincinnati big time. But, yeah, for the Mudhens, it's just kind of a, a holding pattern right now. And um, I think general, general manager Eric Ibsen said he just kind of has to wait and see how it plays out and just be in, in communication with, you know, season ticket holders and, and – and the community and the community about what will happen moving forward. If Mark Monroe was in here, he'd be able to give us a better idea on what's going on at the Huntington Center with the walleye too. Yeah, so it's hard to speculate in, in times like this. Uh, I think it's easy to speculate wildly and irrationally. Yeah, no, time. of course. All right, so let's go. You know, I think you know <laughs> the uh, so the baseball announced it's going to be a two week two weeks or uh, you know they're going to push back the season by two weeks. I think all of these are pretty conservative estimates if you look at the, some of the steps taken by the colleges to postpone or cancel all spring sports, even the College World Series in mid-June. That kind of really brings it home. I, when you're looking at the, the two-week pushback, that seems very conservative. I really think we're going into the long haul without sports here for, for better or worse. And um, Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, I, I, we'll, uh, we'll see what we're going to cover, and uh, you know, we're kind of going into, again, unprecedented times. I just wanted to say that I thought that's why it was important that we even, like, do this show out of rhythm because to, the disruption of sports in society is is a real beacon of normalcy right. being adjusted, right? Like, like there's a response to, to things are actually changing. And sports is, by and large, yeah, we cover high school and those aren't broadcast necessarily, but sports are TV shows, you know, and we we are familiar with those voices talking to us, and I think that honestly, doing a podcast, talking to people about their sports, I think is I think it, not a major panacea, but a minor one. It helps keep things a little in perspective. I think that nobody really knows. We're kind of sports guys, right? Like, we're not medical experts, but what does society have to do right now, right? Like, you can overreact or you can underreact. So you just overreact. So what? Yeah. So what that you – I mean, I I feel for the Evergreen kids. My dad went to Evergreen. But, like, would you would you rather the other and watch it just totally careen off the rails? Here's, I don't think so. And I'll yield to your medical opinion, Phil. You are wearing a lab jacket right now. Well, yeah, I play a doctor <laughs> largely outside of this studio. He needs a uh, cowboy hat and a wheat grass doctor. Hanging, out of his, <laughs> out, hanging out of his mouth. I'd be a real folksy doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what you got there is a, you got a case of the coronavirus. Oh, you some Lyme disease, son. Someone once said, if we oh. don't laugh, we'll cry. Yeah. So let's laugh. Um, 
I think two things. <laughs> Can you want if you want to laugh? I mean, let's go back to Rudy Gobert, the NBA's patient zero. I mean, what he, a clown! What I mean, kind of right? Like one day he's mocking the paranoia of the virus, <laughs> touches all the <laughs> mics in the media yeah. room. The next day misses a game due to illness. The following day is diagnosed with the virus. I I couldn't. I just I couldn't believe how ridiculous yeah. that was, and the argument in my house was: Is this karma or is this science? Yeah. And which passed it on. Which? And passed it on to one of his star teammates. Well, and who shares the who has the locker right, right. next to him? And it, the reports from uh, you know some of the national NBA writers is the Jazz players are privately you know furious at him for just this just, this ridiculous go, disregard of everyone around, around him. The, he was around doing touching, that stuff yeah. in the locker room, touching everything, and then and then so my favorite joke that has emerged from this is defensive player of the year Rudy right. Gobert has stopped the <laughs> entire league he's he's blocked every drive he shut down, he shut shut down, down 20 leagues the stifle <laughs> yeah. tower yeah from beyond the nba yeah. the, the defensive tower. player of all time well in college basketball there's the thought going around that there's like 125 teams that won their last game 124 there it is. Before this happened. <laughs> so Toledo is one of them. So congrats to Co 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 one hundred twenty one more times co champion Toledo on winning the men's NCAA tournament. So I guess we don't need the what ifs, yeah. yeah co yeah. co champions to the hundred and twenty fourth coefficient or whatever that would be called. <laughs> yeah. Hundred and twenty fourth power. It's like Central Florida hanging a football. Yeah. Does that work for the Knicks? Did they win because they were the last <laughs> NBA game to be completed. Did they win? I think they lost. No, I think they might. I don't I actually don't in know. True I have to fashion, <laughs> in true Knicks fashion, even when they absolutely needed to. I do think the NBA and NHL, to wildly speculate some more, I do think they will they will bring back their seasons, maybe with a abbreviated playoffs and go even into mid-July. Phil, I see you smiling. Knicks, a 136-131 overtime thriller winner over the oh, Atlanta man. Hawks to, to, to claim your 2020 NBA championship. How about that? That's the best. That's about the only way they could have done it. Two, uh, Vince Carter, so old the NBA retired before he did. That's that's good. Goodness, these are good. These are good NBA jokes. See, if you don't laugh, you'll cry about it. And we we're not trying to cry about it here, at least. But it, there's no secret that it's like there's a void now. Maybe it's within all of us individually or collectively here at the Blades Sports Department, or maybe you at home. You know, if there's some kind of void now, you're not going to be able to watch the NCAA tournament. No more office pools. This year, I mean, yeah. you can, you can like make one up with TV shows or movies or whatever, but no bracketology to speculate over. You can't be a March Madness expert this year, so do no you one think, shining moment. No one shining. No, that's the worst. That's brutal. Do you think it should have been delayed, or are you in agreement that it was canceled? Personally, I think there's a whole can of worms you open if they just delay it, because then you have to think about graduating seniors. You have to think about NCAA policies and eligibility and all of that. So I think you open a huge can of worms if you try to push this after the school year's over, mm. per se. Not nearly as big a deal in the pro leagues. It's mm. just their job. Just move their job around. Yeah. So congrats on a early off season for now. Take a take a break. I have a fun proposal that the NBA should just start the postseason with all teams eligible and just have a big bracket tournament, but Oh, Maybe wow. what do I know? That'll I kind love of, it. <laughs> that'll kind of kill two birds with one stone there. But, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think that this college, you know, the NCAA tournament could have just suspended, or do you think the right move was to cancel? I think, I think it was the right move to cancel, probably. Um, yeah, like you said, there's just a lot of logistics with, you know, um, the student athletes and, and, you know, being in school past, you know, graduation or whatever. So, 
um, yeah, I think it was the right right decision overall and something that it definitely was tough, but I think it was the right call. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of issues with – obviously the NBA season will be pushed back too, but if you're, if you're having May madness, I mean, a lot of these guys are probably starting – these seniors are probably starting jobs in May. You know, most of them obviously aren't going on to play professional basketball. And, and those who are going to play professional basketball are moving on to that next phase of preparing for the draft and, and doing everything. I just don't know how it would have been possible, given the time frame we're looking at right here. What's the next thing on the sports calendar? Is it the NFL draft, end of April, if we're going out to that limit? Yeah, I mean, that would, that would probably be the earliest. I, the Memorial Tournament in uh down in Columbus issued a statement today that they are still on as of now. That's in early June. So, I mean, that, that's what we're talking about in, in terms of debating. So, yeah, I don't think the NBA or NHL or Major League Baseball will resume until early May. That would probably be my guess. And mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll see. So, there's, I think, 20 games left or 15 left on the walleye schedule. I think there's about 20 to 25 left on the NBA and the NHL. So, even if they just go right to postseasons, I feel like that's a very valid thing to do as well. Oh, yeah, that's what they have to do for sure. It's insane. And then the MLB and minor league baseball, for that matter, most likely just abbreviated yeah. seasons, if that sounds yeah. right. And we're probably in a you know a month out at least from even resuming workouts, and then you have to get back into baseball shape. And then – so this will probably be – I mean, 1995 may be the, a, a decent parallel just when you, you started the season – in the middle of April, a little bit or end of April, I guess, because uh, of the you know the strike, and that was a 144 game season. You could certainly easily, even with baseball, do 130 or even 120 games if you have to. I mean, everybody argues the baseball season is too long as it is, so I don't think anybody would would feel cheated if we had a 120 game baseball season or, or something like that. But that certainly seems like a path they're exploring right now. And then also with scheduling, I wonder if they're going to amend schedules in any way or just start off, you know, on, let's say it's May 5th and the Indians, I don't know where they're at May 5th. Let's say the Indians are in Seattle. It's like, okay, just go start in Seattle. Or if they're going to do something different with Yeah, schedules. it is weird because then you'd have really unbalanced schedules. But yeah, yeah it's crazy because I'm sure the Indians have all their hotels and all their travel arrangements done through September and everything's just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Those are great logistical questions, but yeah. That would be that would be hard to just start it off. Say, hey, this team's played the hardest forty game schedule, or was going to play the hardest forty game schedule in the first forty games. This team had an easy one, but we're just going to start at point blank. Yeah, so I don't know. Those and are interesting not questions. The same division matchups, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's wild to me also how quickly everything moved. It's like those do- that the domino effect was so rapid on Thursday from about eleven forty five in the morning all the way up till about ten at night. Yeah. There were like 15 or 16 events that just happened, whether it was leagues canceling or postponing. That's I, crazy. Like even as even as recently as Tuesday, when when the governor Dewine announced the you know the restrictions on mass gatherings, my first response was, "And this seems like a little bit of an overreaction." But then I saw a press conference where a doctor was wearing a lab jacket, and I totally changed my tune. No, but I, I did, I did, I did. Comp- I mean, but it, it is crazy. I mean, I feel like I was part of a lot of people in that thinking. I mean, even as recently as Tuesday, it's like, I don't know, this seems, I, I appreciate and respect the decision to do this, but it seems like a lot. Wow. And then by Wednesday, it's like, oh man, wow. Okay. Look at, look at some of these cases in these other countries. And we're learning more and more about the, the spread of how these diseases work and the exponential way it spreads. And it's just like, oh man, just shut it all down. So yeah, I've, it's, it's completely crazy the way just our thinking has changed. And we're not going to sit here to say, feel this way or feel that way about the coronavirus or about the sports world canceling itself or whatever 
feel how you want to feel. Do what you feel like you need to do. Everybody lives under di- different circumstances. Yeah. We'll just wash your hands while yeah. you do it. But, but at this point, if you're good. if you're denying the seriousness of it, you can't feel that way because that's dangerous to people around you. That's the yeah, social don't, responsibility. Don't Rudy go bear it for everybody. <laughs> the people who are saying, like, this is my individual responsibility. If I want to put myself at risk, I'm a healthy person. Like, that's insane. Like, you're going to, if you if you can handle the disease, like, chances are you're going to pass it on to someone who can't. You're going to overwhelm the medical infrastructure. It's just so hard to explain this to to some of the more stubborn people who think this is a, a media creation or, or something like that. I don't know. This this whole thing has just been such a whirlwind. Fear-mongering. That's what the word you're looking for is. Fear-mongering. That's what people are saying. But not me. I don't think the media is driving an infectious, highly contagious disease. They're passing along the news from the top doctors in the world. Yeah. Uh, what do you do when the when Governor DeWine tweets that one percent of the population of Ohio already has it, and so he firmly believes that a hundred thousand people in Ohio are already carrying it? I mean, what? That's the governor saying that. I've seen the Cleveland Clinic putting their own. They're doing their own testing and they're trying to find their own way in, in, in accordance with other hospital networks and with other organizations around the country and for the world for that matter. And if you go on Facebook, which is just the litany of information that you would ever want <laughs> in your life, if you go on Facebook on the Cleveland Clinic's page, like on their little news release about coronavirus and you know whether it's the symptoms or what to do, any anything that the Cleveland Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic of all places, like the number arguably one or two hospital network in the country people are on the facebook comments like oh this is media hoax you guys are just trying to get us scared it's like what like why what when did listening to doctors go out the window why do we have people busting their tails for eight years in medical school for some joe schmo on facebook to tell them that they're wrong the logic has gone out the window thankfully though some people like our law officials right now, like league commissioners, like leagues in general, at least in the sports world, are finally picking up the same thought that, hey, this is highly contagious. Let's try to stop it. And if you look at the language in a lot of these releases, the language says that they're, they don't want to feel like they're contributing to this. So let's say the MAC tournament continues and Toledo plays Bowling Green, which would have been yesterday, Thursday. Let's say that happens and one infected person walks in. Again, they may not be symptomatic, but that doesn't mean they don't have it. They could butterfly effect the rest of the entire arena, and they could they could spread that disease to a, a bunch of different people in that arena, including Toledo personnel, even our own Brian Bucky or David Briggs. So it's just it, it makes sense to just not have them in those different ways. And now the athletes we saw with the Jazz are getting this as well. Yeah, and at, at Rocket. Rocket Mortgage uh, Fieldhouse. Uh, Rudy Gobert played there with the Jazz, I think, on Monday, March 2nd. So it was like a week to 10 days ago. And there were still concerns, you know, did he use the opposing locker room that some of the players may have used and, and issues like that that kind of, you know, arise because of that. So Well, he didn't look real trustworthy. No. Wiping his hands all over microphones and <laughs> apparently coughing all over Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Poor Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's, this is going to be his legacy. Well, I... Sorry. Yeah, I <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Don't get caught on video. It'll be part of his legacy. Don't get caught on video wiping your hands on what, other people's what stuff. Caught? Yeah, he wasn't caught like doing it surreptitiously. He <laughs> wanted it to he made a show of it. If you watch the video, he got up, he like he like did a motion like to the 
the microphone that's on the stand in front of him because yeah. all the reporters like laid their recorders on the yeah. table. Yeah. So he got up, he like made a motion there, and then he went back to it, and then did the hand thing, and then walked out like while he was like smirking. Yeah. Yeah. I he know. didn't have to, but I also I also read the story that the Utah Jazz got like fifty eight kits like immediately to the arena in Oklahoma City to get tested, and I, from what I saw, it was like. A really great percentage of the state of Oklahoma's testing gear. I I'd have to go back on what the figures were. We are entering and we have entered just a different vibe in the sports world, in the world world. It's a different way that we got to be cognizant of living. You know, it's it's it is wash your hands more often. It is please take a shower. It's <laughs> it's I mean seriously, it's it's teaching us hygiene all over again. I said this on the last podcast, Phil, when. You you said something that kind of stuck to me, and it was, if there was ever a time to enact better safe than sorry, this is it. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I just think that it's a no-brainer to put sports on hold in the grand scheme. It's not that important, as, as Briggs said. And um, we'll be fine. It'll be hard, especially with the Masters. Oh, I think the Masters hit me the hardest. I don't know which one hit you guys the hardest, but... The Masters postponing that. That'll hit. come back in October, and it'll kind of be a beacon of hope and a oh, sign of our recovery. And that hit so. me right, right in the yeah. coronary, right there. That was not great. Yeah, I don't know what more to say other than you know, just try to weather the storm, and we'll see. We'll see you guys all on the other side. I want to go through the room. I want to know personal, like biggest sports loss, local and then national. Local for me is baseball. Postponing, and I mean it's two weeks, but as Briggs alluded to, it's likely a conservative number. It could go longer throughout this, the, throughout late spring into early summer. Individual event, Masters, without a question. I can live without March Madness, although it sucks to not have it. And Bucky said one shining moment, like just thinking that the one shining moment is going to be highlighted of people storming Sam's Club and Costco for toilet paper instead of cool dunks and cool shots. Just it just boggles my mind. But that's how I feel. Local for me is just the, the two stories on the high school level. Probably games we would have gone down and covered just because of the, you know, the significance of the communities. Napoleon girls and the um, uh, Evergreen boys. There, there are some other teams, you know, Rogers boys and and Notre Dame girls and and other teams. But they, you know, they've they've had so much success over the years. And then of course, you know, Toledo and Bowling Green men and the Toledo women. But to Toledo and BG men especially, I mean, both teams were – this was supposed to be each of their years. They arrived at the destination in, in different ways. Toledo was playing well at the end of the year. Toledo was going to play Bowling Green in the quarterfinals of the MAC tournament on uh, Thursday. And it just would have been interesting to see what would have happened in a completely wide-open MAC tournament. And then nationally, and again, this is a statewide story, but it'll, you'll always wonder about this Dayton basketball season. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they were going to be a number one seed in the tournament, freaking Dayton. And we'll never, we'll never With get potentially to, the best player in the country. I know. I mean, it's just kind of, it's crazy. I mean, of all, of all years for this to happen. But so, yeah, that'll kind of be the, the story that, that I'll, I'll miss the most in, in March Madness. Yeah, I agree locally with the, the Evergreen boys and the Napoleon girls. Were just, they're great stories. And um, I covered one of the, I think it was the regional semis maybe for uh, Napoleon. And the whole side of the gym was filled with, Napoleon fans who made the trek. I think it was at Ohio Northern, yeah. so they obviously would have made yeah. it down to. Wasn't there like an insane line out the door to get in? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and they filled the whole whole side of the gym. So um, those would be my local ones. Obviously, obviously, UTBG was a huge one for us here. Um, either one 
you know, can they could they break their NCAA tournament streak? Who knows? Um, both were playing pretty well. Or VG stumbled a little bit yeah. down the stretch, but they had a really good shot at, you know, potentially ending the drought. And then, um, then of course NASCAR. What will we do yeah. without it? WrestleMania might be canceled. WrestleMania is big for it's big for you, but but WrestleMania will ultimately happen. And on so will, will. so will opening day here. And Toledo mm-hmm. yeah. will still show up with their twelve ounces. It'll just be they nicer. Buy girls. Yeah. ounces at that one. Yeah, it'll I, just be nicer weather. It'll just be nice. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably just be a more fun more opening pleasant, day. Yeah. I guess In I, August, in, <laughs> spring has been rescheduled for October. Yeah. Um, Twelve game schedule. Yeah, I wonder uh, if they could just reschedule the seasons. When now we're like the literal seasons, yeah. <laughs> not wa- the sports seasons. I wonder <laughs> about what kind of permanent reset this does affect. Maybe like the NBA, which has been looking for years. Like the, the the arc of its season is all wrong. That it really should start in January. It should have a few less games, you know, and it should end when it. it I I wonder if those things will take root as like an unrepentant LeBron fan. Like, I watch his career from the beginning, even though he's now a Los Angeles Laker and I have nothing to do with the Los Angeles Lakers. I was looking forward to seeing what that was going to, what was going to happen with these playoffs. Now, I know, I guess that's ultimately still going to happen, but is it like... I like the idea of everybody getting into the NBA playoffs you. and just scrap. I mean, yeah. in a professional league like that, everything is technically on the board, right? Because it's all editable. Here's my proposal, okay? Just quick. Play bracket style until you get to a final four, and then you open it up to a series. You let it be a seven-game series for the final four. You let it be a seven-game series for the NBA finals. Put the East on one side, put the West on the other. Everything is just one game until that? Yeah. That would be intriguing. Because, thrive, and, because, thrive, because, thrive to survive, You man. know, the eight seed is never beating a one seed in a seven-game series. It's just never happened. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Play one game yeah, up no, until... But that gives them a chance. Sure. That gives your, that no, gives sure. your Cleveland Cavaliers of the world a chance <laughs> yeah. to make some noise. It, look, if the Cavs are, what, the 15th seed in the East, let's say, they'd be playing who? Toronto? Okay, maybe... Milwaukee. They, no, oh, no, no, the they're one. not the worst. Yeah, Milwaukee's one. So if it's Toronto as the two, the Cavs could surprise. You just don't know, but that's a one-game, one-opportunity kind of thing. I like it. Until you get to the to the semifinals. I think that's the way to go. So that's what I'll propose for now, and then let the chips fall where they may. I'm with it. By Monday, we may be in charge of the NBA. You never know how this <laughs> thing's going to turn. No, you really don't. We might be in charge of uh, the Mud Hens at this point by Monday. We might be playing rec games by Monday. I have a glove. Do you have your glove? Do you I guys have, have gloves? I have gloves, a bat. bat. We need five more guys. We'll go down to um, we'll go down to circulation and five five more. What baseball position do you think Steve Junga could play? <laughs> what do you think he's best? Seems like a catcher, kind of, right? I thought that too. gets everything in front see, of him, yeah. right? Third baseman, power hitter. Ooh. Third base power hitter. <laughs> he's bringing the big stick. Great, we're going to create the Blade Fantasy Baseball team. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. That's right. Just put me at second base. That's my position. That's my position of preference. I, I play say. left out. Oh, left out. <laughs> <laughs> left out. You last pick. Yeah, that's right. Goodness, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to come off that route. That's what I meant. It asked. Uh, again, we're trying to we're trying to bring light to this whole thing. Um, any final thoughts around the room here, gentlemen? 
I am on board with your your bracket style NBA thing. That would be fun. That would be that would be crazy. I never even entertained that, but I'm endlessly fascinated by it now. And you could wrap up the tournament in three weeks. You could just have a couple of regular season games, get the seating down, and then do it. And why not for the NHL too? That'd be kind of cool, one and Ooh. done. I mean, it would be the it would be the craziest oh, sport for that to do. Yeah, totally. Because it's that the most be, luck yeah. driven sport. And you wouldn't for even sure. you wouldn't have to worry about you know the ebbs and flows of a seven game season. You could just beat the heck out of each other for <laughs> each of these <laughs> games. No, there would be no. And would you? Oh then there would be there would be handshakes after each game because that's what they do at the end of the series. Yeah. And no, so you know how many fights there would be. I know in the that'd one be game crazy. NHL playoff. So, even in the NHL in the seven game series, there's a lot of <clears> eights upseating yeah. the one because it, yeah. it's so dependent on goalie play and the luck of the puck. I think we should just do bracket style for for everything, including NASCAR. Just one car versus one car. (laughs) 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 Just have, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, just race around the track, one (laughs) against one, and then uh, yeah. So good fantasy booking there, Brian. What do you got? Yeah, speaking of fantasy, um, as a huge fantasy baseball nerd, um, wondering what's going to happen with these drafts coming up, and um, seeing how that plays out with the the suspension of the of the season. Ooh, that's the big domino to fall. Yeah. Not WrestleMania, but fantasy sports. In my fantasy, I am in two fantasy NBA leagues. <laughs> I am concluding this year with 94 wins and fourth place in both of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's amazing. Here's, here's what I say. Could you imagine if this happened for football season? If the NFL and college football oh, yeah. and Ohio State and oh, UT Ohio and State alone. Just the speculation on what would happen if Ohio State football was disrupted. That's Christmas right there. Gone. It's Christmas every Saturday for a whole season. Yeah, yeah. gone. Especially like early on, like once you're leading up to it, and then let's say two weeks before the first game of the year. It's actually Ohio State Bowling Green this year. Let's say before Ohio State plays BG that this coronavirus pandemic sweeps our country and the NCAA cancels football season. Do you know the uproar that will ensue if you cancel Buckeye game day and Wolverine game day around here? Well, maybe. But Buckeye game day around here, <laughs> it would be it would be worse. It would be way worse than the way. But like I said, we wanted to kind of lay out our thoughts on what's going on and then try to bring some light to what's happening because there's not much of that being uh, shared around right now. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with a uh, real regularly scheduled program of glass city game time uh as far as i know we're still going as scheduled but this was like a coronavirus emergency pod that we had to uh bring your way right special variety yeah. coronavirus pod it's like wrapped in gold leaf yes special <laughs> a special gift one of those it costs an extra 12 dollars at the store but no this is a free podcast that you can download and listen to at any time on any medium where podcasts are found including Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave a like rating. We always appreciate that. And please consider subscribing and sharing this episode or previous episodes of Glass City Game Time. So, for David Briggs, for Brian Bucky, and for Phil Kaplan... Good opportunity to work on your free throws in the coming month. Yeah, I'm going to work on my slap shots, I think. Yeah, get you just out there on the ice by yourself. Yeah, I'll go in the backyard, hit some chip shots into my uh, quote-unquote green. Love it. We could all use a better golf game. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week.